Hey, everybody, this is a special edition of the Washington State Indivisible podcast. I am your host, Devin Cox. Hello. And I thought that uh, with so many events coming up over the April congressional recess that we would do a quick special show to talk about a few of them. And so joining me now is a stranger's Rich Smith to talk about two major marches that are happening in Seattle over the weekend on Saturday, April 15th. Hello, Rich. Hello. So the two marches are the Tax March and the Black Lives Matter 2.0. And there is a bit of intrigue as to why the two marches are not happening together, which we'll get to in a moment. But first, I want to talk about each of them separately. The first march is the Tax March. This is part of a national movement. For those of us who are not familiar, can you just tell us a little bit about the movement? Yeah, um, the movement has you know boiled down to pretty simple demands. The first of which is that Donald Trump reveal his tax information. Uh, his uh, during the campaign, President oh God now President Trump. Uh, uh, broke. It's really still hard to say, isn't it? it? It's weird. Yeah, it feels like we're talking about some like we're living in some kind of comic book or something. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So um, he said he'd release his returns once he became president. And he said it wasn't releasing his returns because um, he was under audit. And the IRS came out and say uh, you can release your returns if you're under audit. That's not a big deal. But to this date, he has broken with 40 years of presidential president and not released his tax returns. Um, in general, the movement is also calling for um, a fairer uh, or cleaner uh, tax code. They think it's you know larded up uh, too big, and um, and they, they'd like to see it less regressive, more progressive. Yeah, it's pretty telling when you're breaking with precedent with Richard Nixon. Uh, yeah. So this uh, event is actually happening all over the country and even all over the world. You mention in your article in The Stranger that there's even one happening in Stuttgart, Germany. Germany. Uh, the biggest one will likely be in D.C. Uh, in Seattle, uh, what time is the march scheduled to start on Saturday? Uh, the march on Saturday uh, is scheduled for 10 till okay. about 2. Um, it starts at the federal building and it will, in a, in a sort of TBD route, uh, wind its way straight across to the Seattle Center. Uh, they'll be bookended by two, um, or the, the event will be, the march will be bookended by speeches from people like uh, Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal and, and several other uh, local organizers uh, and politicians as well. They're trying to get Governor Inslee. They've invited Governor Inslee, but we don't know if he's going to come. So uh, I know that indivisible people are expected to turn out for this, but you mentioned in your article that there is another very kind of odd group that is showing up for the event as well. Tell us about them. Yeah. Um, when I was talking with Cody Herring, who was the uh, person who organized the Seattle branch of the tax march, he said that uh, the college Republicans, the UW college Republicans, who, of course, invited Milo Yiannopoulos uh, to campus uh, a couple months ago, might show up. And when I questioned him about why Republicans would show up to this thing, why libertarians, Herring said it was a bipartisan issue. You know, um, the march for him really is about government accountability. 
And Republicans want to see Donald Trump's taxes, too. I mean, people are worried. You know, they just want to know what connections Trump might have to other businesses nationally and internationally. And just so that, you know, while he's negotiating, like the upcoming um, tax reform that the Republicans want to pass, um, different kinds of uh, options, we can know which options in personally enrich the president. Absolutely. And this is one of those instances that may, in fact, be a true bipartisan issue. So uh, yay for that. Uh, the other march is uh, the Black Lives Matter 2.0, and this one is expected to be the larger of the two, yes? That's right. On Facebook, they've got um, so far 18,000 people listed as going, more, of course, listed as interested. Um, who knows who will show up? Um, but yeah, and it also kind of looks a little bit like more fun. It's sort of the evening march. Uh, it gets going uh, about uh, right about one or two uh, with a rally down in Westlake. And then um, there, there's going to be a march following that. Um, not quite sure um, about some of those details uh, 100% yet, but they'll wind up with a rally at the courthouse. And you say in your article that there uh, will be a dance party and also possibly some food trucks, right? That's right. If the permitting comes through, um, the organizer, Mohawk Kuzma, uh, is still waiting to hear back about the food permitting uh, as of yesterday. But yeah, maybe food trucks, which would be good. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, that that does sound like... uh, a little bit more fun of the two, I have to say. Um, uh, so you say that both marches are demanding essentially the same thing. So why are there two separate marches? What happened there? Yeah, um, well, initially, Herring and Kuzman were feeling each other out, wondering if their interests align, and were trying to work together to create one march on Saturday so people didn't feel like they had to split the difference um, or, you know, go to one and not the other so that they can kind of march in a united way. But um, basically there was some disagreements over organization. Um, One of the women in the tax march who is in control of permitting, she was also in control of permitting for the women's march. Kuzmin accuses her of uh, having lied to him about securing permitting uh, when she hadn't. Um, she says that she couldn't secure the permitting at it because Herring and Kuzmin couldn't figure settle on a time. Kuzmin wanted to do a later thing. Herring wanted to do an earlier thing. If you want a permit, you have to put a time down. She couldn't do it. Um, there were some other um, issues I couldn't quite substantiate that, that Kuzmin uh, alleged. But basically his line is that um, he pulled out of negotiations because of, uh, for integrity reasons and ethics. Now, you say that the Black Lives Matter 2.0 march is going to be focusing more on economic injustice. Uh, expand on that a little bit. Tell us what you've learned. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, basically, um, a lot of states and the country as a whole has a pretty regressive tax structure. Um, the, the burden on low-income Americans uh, is much higher um, because we end up, we, <laughs> low-income Americans, end up <laughs> paying, I mean... It's, you do work in print journalism, it's, so, it's, so it's okay. <laughs> I include myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a heavy burden uh, in terms of sales tax uh, and in terms of property tax, uh, a, a greater percentage or higher proportion of uh, low-income people are uh, black and uh, Hispanic. And so uh, these populations uh, feel the tax burden uh, the, the heaviest. And uh, they basically uh, 
the Black Lives Matter uh, economic platform is calling for those tax burdens to be placed more on the shoulders of the wealthy and not on the, the disenfranchised and the disadvantaged. And we'll just end on this. Uh, there are specific hats that both movements are asking for. What are they? Well, um, the Black Lives Matter 2.0 march uh, organizers are calling for people to wear black beanies. The Tax March Seattle people and the National Tax March, so far as I know, are not requiring you to wear green eye shades like an old-timey accountant. But I heavily encourage everyone to do it because the best part – well, one of the best parts about marching is getting to wear a special hat. The Trump people get the red hats. You know, the Women's March gets the pink hats. Black Lives Matter now is the black hat. And I think that the, the tax mark people could have green eye shades, but in not, that there's not like there's not going to be some little bit of branding here. There should be uh, a giant inflatable chicken that has Trump's hair. Um, that's going to be a kind of unofficial mascot for the march. But you can't have a march without a giant inflatable figure. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, Rich. <laughs> Thank you. So as we just mentioned, there are marches all over the country, including five marches happening here in the state. Where are they and when do they start, you may ask? Well, as Rich just mentioned, the Tax March Seattle starts at 10 a.m. at the Henry M. Jackson Federal Building, which is at 915 2nd Avenue in Seattle. Tax March Richland also starts at 10 p.m. and that begins at John Dam Plaza at 815 George Washington Way in Richland. If you are in or near Olympia, that one begins at 10 a.m. as well at the Washington State Capitol. Most people there know right where it is, but in case you need the address, it is 416 Sid Snyder Avenue Southwest. For you folks up in and near Anacortes, Tax March Anacortes starts at 2 p.m. at Coslin Park, 710 N Avenue Anacortes, or North Avenue. Uh, forgive me for not knowing on that, but I figure if you're up there, you probably do. And then the Tax March Spokane starts at noon and it begins at 35 West Main Avenue in Spokane. Hello, you Spokane listeners. And then, as we also discussed, Black Lives Matter 2.0 has a tentative schedule that includes a dance party from 1 to 2 p.m., a rally from 2 to 3 p.m. at Westlake Center, which is at Westlake Park on 4th Avenue in Seattle, and then a march from 3 to 4.15 p.m., and another rally at the Seattle Courthouse from 4.15 to 6 p.m. I should also give a preview that on the following Saturday, April 22nd, there will be a number of March for Science events across the state. And then the Saturday after the 29th, there will be climate marches also at a number of locations across the state. We are going to be preparing a special show on the climate for that week, so stay tuned for that. So, one of the things that we stress pretty hard here on the show is the importance of town hall meetings, in part because the Indivisible Guide stresses them so much, but also because it is a really great way to get to talk with your member of Congress. Or, in the case of the 8th District's Dave Reichert, to not talk with him, but to have an event that calls attention to the fact that he refuses to hold one. There was a great event in Covington on Wednesday night, packed with people literally into the bleachers, with several outstanding speakers and, yep, 
No Dave Reichert. If you are looking to attend a town hall during this recess, here are the events still coming up in the month of April. On Friday, April 21st, Congresswoman Susan Delbeni of Washington's 1st District will hold a town hall at Mount Vernon High School, 314 North 9th Street, Mount Vernon, from 6 to 7.30 p.m. Superhero Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal of the 7th District is holding four, count them, four town hall meetings because if you were at or saw footage of her last one, she totally rocks him. I, I have representative envy, if you can't tell. The first one has happened. That was on the 11th in Seattle. The next one will be tonight, Thursday the 13th, on Vashon Island from 6.30 to 8 p.m. at Vashon High School, 9600 Southwest 204th Street on Vashon. Then she will be in the pub main dining room from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. on Tuesday, April 18th on the campus of Shoreline Community College. And then finally, she will be holding a town hall in Burien, Thursday, April 20th, 5.30 to 7 p.m. at the Burien Community Center, 14700 6th Avenue Southwest in Burien. Jamie Herrera-Butler of Washington's 3rd will hold a telephone town hall tonight, Thursday the 13th at 6 p.m. You can get placed on the list for the call by phoning 360-695-6292 or residents can call in to join the telephone town hall at any point during the event by calling one 877 229-8493 and using the passcode 116365. Don't worry, all this is going to be contained on the SoundCloud page. You can use that as a reference. And then finally, Washington's 4th District Representative Dan Newhouse will be holding a town hall tonight, Thursday, April 13th from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the Sunnyside High School Auditorium. 1801 East Edison Avenue in Sunnyside. And then he is doing what he is calling a listening session in Okanogan County on Thursday, April 20th at 6 p.m. The location is to be determined. And there you go. A comprehensive list for you of events, rallies, marches, and town halls that are coming up during April's congressional recess. If I missed anything, and I'm sure that I did, please hit me up at WashingtonIndivisiblePod at gmail.com. Again, WashingtonIndivisiblePod at gmail.com. And as I said, you can head to the SoundCloud page for a link to everything that I just talked about. That is at SoundCloud.com slash WSIP. Again, SoundCloud.com slash WSIP. I have a brand new website in the works, by the way, so stay tuned for that. This has been a special edition of the Washington State Indivisible Podcast, which sounds so official, doesn't it? Uh, thank you guys always so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs>